Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Game Time Decisions presents the DFS Lineup Lock Hour, sponsored by DailyRoto.com. DailyRoto.com, where you need to be. Seven millionaires have been made. Through DailyRoto.com, seven subscribers, millions and millions more won by uh, the countless other uh, subscribers. Head on over to DailyRoto.com, the site that has produced seven millionaire uh, winners. You're going to gain access to the line optimizers that I'm looking at right now as we speak. Going to help you uh, compose your daily fantasy rosters on both FanDuel and DraftKings. And of course, Fantasy Factor. Not only is that DailyRoto.com produced uh, seven millionaires, produced millions more in winnings for subscribers. If you're into sports betting, click on the sports betting tab. You're going to be able to use the same kick-ass tools and algorithms that have produced all those winnings in DFS for money line picks, picks against the spread, game totals, player props, uh, where you can capitalize on player performances without having to worry about salary caps. It's dailyroto.com and click on Go Premium, the industry website where millionaires are made. And uh, we did Sports Rage versus the Machine uh, last night, and uh, we talked about the success. And I brought this up about the DailyRoto.com uh, betting machine. I noticed in week one just how sort of sharp and accurate their total projections were. And they really are. 71%, guys. Uh, the DailyRoto.com betting machine is hitting 71% of NFL totals. And they're picking every NFL game. Uh, some of them have stars beside them. Some of them don't. Uh, but 71% overall is an incredibly wow. impressive uh, record. Let's bring in one of the DailyRoto.com experts uh, right now. And a uh, Buffalo Bill fan, a fellow uh, Buffalo Bill fan. Michael Leone joins us. How you doing, Michael? It's not a good time to admit publicly you're a Bills fan right now, Gabe. It's, it's been tough. Yeah, I don't do it very often, actually, this year. Like, you know, Mike, I don't know. We'll, we'll get to DFS here, but... <laughs> You figure I'd be madder. Like, I, I'm a very passionate Bills fan, and I have been for years. Um, I'm not even mad this year somehow. we It's like the season was over as soon as the National Anthem was over. Like, basically, the Bills were down 21 nothing eight minutes in to the first quarter, and I was like, wow, I guess we really are that bad. And then last week, I, it was like rinse and repeat. So I've never got invested in this team right from the start because they actually sucked right from the start. Yeah, I'm not sure what the organization expected. I mean, when you lose two offensive linemen, don't do anything to address it, ignore the wide receiver and tight end position for, you know, two to three years running now. Uh, I'm, I'm not sure what they thought was going to happen, but it certainly doesn't set up well to help Josh Allen develop. I think that's what I'm most mad about. You bring in a quarterback, you want to develop him. You can't throw him into this dumpster fire situation. No one is even going to know if he's good or not because, it's going to be so difficult to evaluate whether anything's his fault or, you know, the trash O-line and having absolutely no weapons. It's a very good point. So Tyrod Taylor, 
no longer there, so he's with Cleveland. And say what you will about Tyrod, and I know Bills fans criticize him heavily, and yes, there was open receivers down the field, but with that shady offensive line, you know, Tyrod Taylor can at least extend plays, and he, you know, he could he could buy some time, he could find some guys that would get open. Like he said, hey, I put up 14 fantasy points a game with Charles Clay and Nick O'Leary, man. <laughs> so uh, you've, got, you've got Tyrod, Tyrod tonight against the New York Jets. What's your take? I mean, the, the, the betters that we talk to, listen, betters like laying it down. So they're excited about this game. We got a tweet here from somebody, Big Merce, who's a regular listener, says, you know, I'm tired of seeing the Cowboys and the Giants and the Patriots and the same teams on TV. So he doesn't mind watching a Browns game and a Jets game. But for DFS purposes, no one's jumping off the, the, the screen at me, Mike. So let's just quickly take a look at this game here tonight for the single game contest players. And let's move into the weekend slate. So what's your take on, on the game tonight from a DFS perspective? Yeah, I mean, I know this is always the case with the single game slates, but uh, I simulated the outcomes based on our like four ceiling projections that we have on DailyRoto.com, and Tyrod Taylor really just dominates. We've got him among the non-kickers, non-defenses, with a 36% chance of being the highest scoring player on FanDuel, which is really high, greater than a 50-50 chance of being top two. So I like some Cleveland onslaughts tonight where you've got three, four Cleveland guys in your lineup. Of course, you're only starting five. Uh, the interesting pivot, I think a lot of people will be on Callaway for Cleveland as the you know receiver to pair with Tyrod after Callaway caught that long touchdown late in the game last week. Really impressive deep play, but it was Higgins who actually received more targets and Njoku received more targets. So I think you get you might get more volume at lower ownership if you go Njoku and Higgins paired with Tyrod than you will if you go Callaway, who's the fun guy, he's the big playability, uh, but I just think the ownership's going to be higher than probably the volume merit. I just wanted to ask you, we'll throw it over to Cam after, um, for, the, for the DraftKings players uh, with the crown, uh, with, the, with the crown, the king pick, it's always unique. And I know even for the, the hardcore DFS experts and professionals such as yourself, you know, it's sort of a unique format, right? And we're talking to Dick Meyer about this, and he said, you know, he kicks the tires and he sort of tweaks things uh, with the king and who he uses as a king. Do you have any advice for us? Do you like that format, uh, or do you avoid it? What's your take on it? I think it's – I've mostly been playing the single showdown slate on FanDuel where you don't have as much strategy with who you're putting as your MVP spot because the salary is not changing. You're just getting the extra points, whereas on DK yeah. – because the salary actually factors into it, the strategy is a bit more intense because you, you're not necessarily just taking the guy you think is going to score the most. It's, a bit, it's fairly straightforward on FanDuel. So I do like the wrinkle on DraftKings. If you really want sort of a long shot play for that captain spot, uh, Terrell Pryor is absurdly cheap, and he's seen more volume than we expected coming in. As much as Inunua has done in terms of total overall targets prior second on this team in air yards he's got 28 percent of the team's air yards he actually has more targets than Robbie Anderson by quite a bit so you know we kind of left him for dead coming you know in season long coming into this year but I think that's an interesting spot just because he's so incredibly cheap and I don't think a lot of people will own him so that's something that you would never do on FanDuel because you don't have the salary factored into it because you do on DraftKings, you can get creative with a play like that. Hey, Mike, uh, from looking at uh, if you do like the Jets in this game tonight, 
who are a couple uh, guys that you're going to target? I looked at Isaiah Crowell, former Brown, now playing for the Jets. A great game against Detroit where he had 10 carries for a buck two and both touchdowns in that game. Not as good against Miami, but at a pretty cheap price. If you like the Jets, who are some guys that uh, you'd target on their side? Yeah, so our betting model that gave you a reference you know, at the beginning of the show actually does like the Jets with the points in this one and the under. Uh, the totals have been going really well. Uh, if you're going to take the Jets, aside from that prior play, which I think you know a sneaky good play, uh, I like Inunua just because he's been racking up so many targets. So if you're playing on DraftKings with a full PPR scoring, that's a guy who's getting a whole lot of volume. And it's those shorter routes. His average depth of target is only eight and a half yards. And when you see guys with those shorter routes, they convert them at a pretty high catch rate. So you're not looking at huge yardage totals, uh, but that's okay because with the full PPR scoring, we're more concerned about just racking up one catch after another. So uh, I like going the receivers prior super cheap as sort of the long shot play, and then Inunua is your safer PPR floor play. All right, so let's jump into the weekend slate. Uh, right now so the Monday night is sort of taken out of the equation we can't no one can blindly just lay it down on Fitz magic uh, here uh, in in the millionaire yeah. makers uh, so he's taken out of the equation but Mahomes is not so you know, Mahomes is going to be one of the popular or one of the popular picks when you look at the quarterback situation this week you know is can Garoppolo trade points you looked at to attack San Francisco here uh, at all going against this Kansas City defense that's been getting carved up. And who are some of the quarterbacks that have caught your eye so far this week, uh, Mike? I do like Garoppolo as a pivot off of Mahomes. On FanDuel, you're going to save $1,500, which obviously that's a big chunk of savings. And even though the team total for Kansas City is much higher, overall this is the highest total game of the week. I believe it's the highest total game that we've had thus far this season. And Pro Football Focus has both of these coverage units ranked dead last. Uh, in the league, 31st and 32nd. So uh, I hope with Marquise Goodwin looking like he's going to come back that the spacing for the San Francisco offense will be a bit better this week. Last week it was disappointing. I had a lot of Garoppolo. I had a lot of the fill-in receivers thinking they'd you know, take up the void left by Marquise Goodwin. It didn't pan out, but I'm optimistic with the bounce back this week. And you can run it back with some KC guys. Uh, if you don't want to get too chalky with Kelsey and Tyreek Hill, who are going to command a lot of ownership, you know, Sammy Watkins was a missed wide-open touchdown away from a 151 game with, with about 20 rushing yards as well. So I think there are ways you can still get exposure to this KC-San Francisco game without being you know, on top of the chalk completely. A lot of people are talking about the Saints and the Falcons game. And, you know, you got a high total in this one as well. This is one of these weird games. It's a divisional rivalry, and... You know, being a better for as long as I have been, Mike, I you know there's been times where I've hammered the over on these games. Oh, the Saints are playing the Falcons. No way this isn't a track meet. And next thing you know, man, it's a 24-17 football game. What do, what does your eyeball and what do, what do your projections tell you about this? And I and I, we did Sports Rage versus the Machine last night, and I know that the Daily Roto, the betting algorithms, which is hitting at a 71% clip on the totals, they pretty much like all these higher-scoring games to go under the number, actually. But does that affect your thought from a fantasy perspective? Because I'm seeing that a lot of projections do like Matt Ryan. They do like Julio Jones. They love Kamara here. But divisional games aren't always the track means people think they're going to be. It gives me some pause, for sure. Drew and I were actually talking about this on the Premium Podcast this week, how 
I think last year both the games were pretty reasonable in terms of scoring. They weren't the shootouts, as you said, that people were expecting. Uh, the difficult part is Julio Jones and Michael Thomas in our wide receiver model just rate so much better than everyone else that even if you didn't expect the scoring to be where the line is set at, uh, they, they still are going to pop so much. Julio yeah, it's like Jones week one against Philadelphia, right? Like Julio Jones racks it up, kills it. They only score 12 points. <laughs> but Julio Jones still had a monster fantasy game. And a great, like you said, I just want to get it out there. Like last year, 23-13. I know because I bet on these games. It was 23-13 and 20-17. I think they'll be higher scoring. But continue, Mike. Yeah, and one of the things that helps it be higher scoring, though, you've got Devonta Freeman out for Atlanta. You've got Mark Ingram out for New Orleans. So I think they become pass heavier, which could increase the pace. So it's one of those things where on the high end, I think the ceiling for scoring is better. Obviously, the offenses are better when they have uh, all their personnel available to them, but it's more likely, I think, to get caught in a track meet um, just given the way the offenses might have to attack things and be a bit more pass-oriented with their lead backs out of this one. I'm interested to see what happens with Julio Jones' health. He's missed practice both days this week with a calf injury. Yesterday when he missed, I was kind of chalking it up, you know, no big deal, veteran, rest. Uh, now that he missed two practices, I'm a little concerned. I know Chris Raybon of the Action Network has pointed out in the past that receivers that are on the injury report see a 15% dip in production when they play uh, versus when they're off the injury report. So it's really difficult for me on Julio because he's seen an absurd amount of air yards, the most air yards in the NFL. So he's getting the volume. He's getting you know volume that's going to come with high yard expectation. But he's also banged up a little bit. So that's one that I'm going to struggle with all weekend. There's so like you can weigh the positives and cons against one another quite a bit. Mike, there a know, player, uh, a couple you... of players. We've got about three minutes here. So Cam, if if you want to ask about a player, but I was gonna ask Mike, is there a player we didn't yeah. ask him about? A couple of players you want to you want to share with us, wide receivers, running backs. You mentioned Garoppolo, but I asked you about Garoppolo. Maybe he's not the QB you want to go with. So throw a couple of guys out here for us. And, of course, we encourage people to check out Daily Roto if you want to win some money. The guy I really like this week is Giovanni Bernard. I think he's going to get lost in the shuffle at the running back position because, you know, you've still got Tevin Coleman filling in for Devonta Freeman. That's a bit of a sexier name. You might have Corey Clement popping for Philadelphia with Jay Jai looking like he's not going to be able to play. Darren Sproles looking like he's not going to be able to play. And all of a sudden, Giovanni Bernard, who's filling in for Joe Mixon, just I think might get, go, you know, fall underneath what people are looking at doing this week. And our initial projected ownership on him on FanDuel is just eight and a half percent. But we feel so good about the volume. Like they've had Joe Mixon in a workhorse role. We saw it with Bernard at the end of last season when Mixon missed games. So even though the matchup at Carolina is not great, the volume expectation is so good, and we feel so confident in it. I think he's a guy that I'm leaning towards smashing in tournaments right now because the price is right. It lets you do a lot of things with your roster, you know, including paying up for Michael Thomas, Julio Jones, if you feel good about those receivers in the Atlanta game. Hey, Mike, Mike, we got about a minute left. I was going to ask you about some San Francisco, uh, sorry, quickly, uh, Niners, like Pettis and Breda against Kansas City's weak defense. You see some value there really quick? The value I see there is in George Kittle. I think he's going to bounce back. Disappointing game last week, uh, but I'm hoping that middle of the field cleared out a little bit with Marquise Goodwin coming back, providing the deep threat 
and forcing them to pay attention up there. Uh, and a guy who's going to see a high yards per target relative to a lot of tight ends, the upside's a bit higher than, you know, your five for 40 tight end that you often see. Mike Leone, one of the best uh, DFS players in America with DailyRoto.com. Don't hold it against him. He's a Bills fan. Because, you know, I shouldn't have brought that up. I'm thinking, man, I feel telling bad everyone how guys. smart this guy is. And I say he's a Bills fan, right? I'm a <laughs> Seahawks fan. We all suck. Yeah, that's why like, I'm keeping it silent, too, that I'm a Bills fan this year. It, it, it Thanks is, so much for having me on, guys. We're proud Bills fans for life, Mike. It is what it is. Thanks, Mike. Take care. Mike Leone with us. We'll run, we'll run down uh, some of the props that uh, the Morency algorithms have come up with. We'll see what uh, Cam is uh, saying. We'll get an update uh, as far as the golf uh, with the Raging Redhead, uh, Cam Stewart. Game time decisions. Ready and Rage Radio continues. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. Ready D-Rage Radio, Light Up Block Live continues. I am Gabriel Morenci. Taking a look at the DailyRoto.com prop tools right now. Very interesting stuff. Great stuff. You know, I really haven't had a lot of time, you know, enough time to sit down and spend like, you know, six hours, like an all-nighter, just sort of going through everything with the uh, the betting, the betting uh, tools and the betting uh, part of the page. We're starting to get the gist of it. I can navigate my way through this uh, pretty quickly. And uh, we, we talked about 71% of their bets uh, to the totals. Uh, they're hitting Solid. the DailyRoto.com uh, machine. And it's funny, though. I was talking with Colin Drew, who's like one of the, the uh, top guys over at Daily Roto. And I sent him a, a um, I saw their, their record, and I was like, wow, 71%. And they're hitting like 58%. On, on um, you know, picking the winners. But it's funny, Drew told me, uh, he goes, yeah, we kind of struggled, though, in a super contest last week. And that's the thing. <laughs> the, 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 that's the thing with the contest. Even the DailyRoto.com guys, they have to pick the five they're going to use, right? So like they, the computer yeah, can yeah. tell them, all right, this is what's going to happen. And they have to decide. So they sort of go with the, the best numbers. But it's the same thing with, like, the algorithms, like, I'm looking at the same thing that, you know, Buddy used, the same tools that Buddy used to win a million dollars. But it doesn't give you the lottery numbers, Cam. Like, it tells you, that it's not like it's, you're guaranteed, oh, yeah, look, I have I have the algorithm here, so. No, but then it's up to you to mix and match the eight players properly. You know what I'm right. saying? It's exactly. like a puzzle. Yeah, like, no, they, they put all the pieces they, of the puzzle on the table for yep. you. You put And it it's together. up to you to do you the puzzle. Like, yeah, when they sell you a puzzle... It's not already made. All the pieces are in a box, and it's up to you. So it's the same thing. They can give you, like, you know, so you try to go, all right, you know, this guy's the best here, this guy's the best here. But it's not just blindly. Like, the guy that won the million dollars, the skip bidder, he's a damn good DFS player. 
he maximized his lineup. You know, he was, no, I'll take this yeah. out. I'm going to use this guy instead of this guy because I'm saving 200 bucks here. And the Daily Roto machine says they're almost the same. Like, it's you still have to put work in, but, you know, it's like performing surgery without the without the uh, the tools needed. You know, scalpel. <laughs> Nurse, I need a scalpel, right? You, you need, you know, you, you need the tools. Exactly, exactly. You need the, to- the tools to do the right job. They give you the information. It's up to you to decipher the information, make logical picks. Yes, when am I going to spend the money? When am I going to save the money? What about this guy's situation? You're right. They give you, they give, they give you everything, but you still got to be pretty sharp to put it together, Maratzi. And it's tough. Like, I, I got a millionaire maker lineup, and, you know, these things are tough to go through because – the way the pricing is, you know what I mean? You want certain guys, ooh, just can't squeeze it. I'm $300 over, got to realign. You know, what do I do with the tight end position? What do I do? Like, you talked about it. I got Garoppolo as my quarterback because I saved some money. I like the situation with San Francisco going into Kansas City, stuff like that, right? You said it, but these guys, that's amazing. Like, when you say you're you're capping a, a total at 71%, to be a good professional gambler, what do you got? What's what's a good percentage, Marenzi? Like, uh, you know, 60? Like, well, like 71%. 52.3 is what uh, basically breaks you even. Yeah, yeah. 52, so, so, you know, if you're hitting 55%, it's not bad. You're winning a couple of bucks, yep. right? Like, put yep. it in context. When we finish at A place in the Super Contest, we hit 62%. That's solid. Yep. Yeah. And, fun. like, the winner, the and another thing, like, the Super Contest will give you a bonus of $10,000 if you're 66% or better. Or 65% or better. So like that's what we were gunning for. But it's freaking hard, man. <laughs> like, it is. Oh, 66, it's like, it sounds it, out of 100. Yeah, it doesn't. If you figure, ah, you can go two and one every week. No, you can't. It's like you won't. You'll go one with three sometimes. It's like the law of averages and probabilities, right? Yep, exactly. No, it's In the NFL, the numbers are sharp. These guys aren't monkeys making the numbers. It's not just exactly the NFL, Cam. It's any, any sport. Yeah, everything. Any like what? Yeah, like exactly. when people always say that. People always say, oh. Oh, the NFL numbers are so sharp. Yeah, I know, because the NBA numbers aren't. You know, like the, oh, yeah, I know, college college football numbers are soft. Like, there is no soft number anywhere in all actuality. It's just perception. That's true. You, you think it's in your yeah. head. You think it is. No, you're right. No, in the, in the NBA, you're right. There's no, no, there's no bad numbers. Even you can take a look like, at all what's the professional league? sport baseball. If you tell me there's a league where there's a soft line, I'll say to you, well, how come you're not rich from crushing those soft lines? <laughs> exactly. You know you what I mean? Find bad numbers. <laughs> yeah, I know. You're right. You can find bad numbers in a golf tournament or something like that. But you're right. For usually, for the for the big sports, like in the NBA game, you can look at a card and see, like, how many bad numbers do you see, I guess, on a full full slate card of bad nuts. No, it's, 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 it's very, very rare. That you actually look at a game. Well, they'll just get like it wrong. Pop out and go, wow, yeah, they'll, yeah, but no, they'll get it wrong. There's I mean, a reason post, they put out that number. They'll post numbers, and then a team in the NBA will quit. And you know, I mean, it happens all the time. The Clippers will be, you know, three point home favorites, and they'll roll over and quit, and they'll lose by eighteen. Yeah. And you know, the book, the book, but the book didn't post a bad number. The Clippers just quit. You know, it's like it's not like they're, they're, there's no real soft. Like there's not a sport. And there, there has been, UFC used to be, MMA because it's a new sport, right? Like there wasn't, there wasn't a history and people, only a few like Joey Odessa, our buddy Joey Odessa was one of the few odds makers for this in the old days. So even when like, you know, you were going to UFC events, it was pretty new for betting. 
you know, and like a good example is like in the old days in the UFC, George, like UFC 100, George St. Pierre was a minus 500 favorite. And that was against Thiago Alves. And Thiago Alves was a great fighter at the time. But GSP is one of the greatest ever. So he was minus 500. Now there's a UFC card this week. All right, let me just blindly do this and I'll prove my point. There's a UFC card this week. And now there's going to be people we've never heard of barely that are going to be sick, minus 600 favorites. Right, here minus 600, is. yeah, exactly. Alex Oliveira. Alex Oliveira is a journeyman who's like 38 years old or 41 years old now or something. The guy, you know, he was he was on a Brazilian reality TV show. He's minus 440. Smiling Sam Alvey, journeyman, minus 340. <laughs> uh, Elio Zaleski, never heard of the guy, basically, minus 800. Livia Renato Souza, minus 1,200. George St. Pierre was only minus 500, Cab. Now you got these guys minus 1,200. So you see what the difference is. The MMA odds makers and books, we're not giving you free money anymore. You know, yeah, we used to make this guy minus 250 instead of minus 600, and you'd beat us all the time in parlays. (laughs) So now now we're not doing that. We know you're going to take Renato Souza in a parlay. So, hey, good luck with your parlay. We're making it minus 1,100. You know, and they'll take the chance that the dog isn't going to win. And not enough people, people don't like betting the dogs in fights anyways. They prefer to bet, oh, on the guy that's supposed to win. But saying, like, UFC lines used to be soft, and I used to crush it. You know, look, I mean, you remember, I used to go 10-1 and one on cards all the time, 8-3. and three. I used to be pissed off if I was worse than, like, 8-3 and three or 8-4 and four on a card. Now it's hit or miss. I might do well on a card, I might not. Now it's almost like an NFL Sunday. I don't know. You know, I might do well, I might not. And also, they sort of put the odds and put you in such a tough spot that it's harder to bet. So that used to kind of be soft. Arena Football League used to kind of be soft. You know, there'd be times, like, they just didn't follow it closely. They didn't really care. So no one bet it. They never really got beat. Like, me and Ted Savransky were, like, the only people in America betting it. CFL isn't soft. You figure it would be, but it's not. No, it's tough. It's tough. Like the CFL lines are sharp as hell. I know they are. They're razor sharp. And you even with extra that, points and stuff. Yeah, you get single points and it still lands on the number all the time. I know. Like it's frustrating. It's crazy. <laughs> I know it is. It is. Like there's no there's yeah, no, no soft. They're... There's nothing soft. There, there there's nothing soft. Like you said, the the only it's crazy because a lot of people think it's the hardest sport to bet, but baseball, baseball, there will be some bad numbers out there just because there's so many games, Cam. If you have, you know, 30 teams playing 162 games each, it's a lot of data. It's a lot of games. Yep. And I'm talking about bad numbers where the computer can't really gauge how good a prospect is. I'd be interested to see how they do that, you know, behind the scenes. Yeah, that's but. actually a great, you know what? That is a great, great point because now when we're looking at baseball, like look at last night, Marenzi. I know the parlays we've been doing have been shit. I took uh, that young pitcher for Baltimore, Yakabonis, last night at plus one. Uh, the line actually went to plus 122 
from plus 112 earlier. They beat the Jays, right? So that was one game that I got right. It's right. Like, you don't know. And then I looked at their lineup. They had this kid, DJ Stewart, a call-up. He, he hit a home run. Who knows about the guy? He was $2,700 on DraftKings, right? You look at the other games. Three guys on the other team are prospects. Like, you don't even know. Like, a lot of these guys that are delivering late in baseball, they're just call-ups. We, like, we don't even know how they're going to do. They're priced so cheap on, uh, on FanDuel and DraftKings, and these guys are delivering two RBIs, a couple home runs, all this stuff. You said it. Baseball is one of those sports you got to throw major, major information in the machine, and that's a great question. I want to know how they know about these prospects because it's very, very difficult. Well, I'm sure they have an algorithm, and they, they know how to um, they know how to write it into uh, to their programs. You know, once in a while you'll get it. Oh, Kershaw's minus 380, and, yeah. and he'll, he'll lose. But that's not a soft line. You know, it's just it's just sports where teams aren't going to win every game or a pitcher's not going to win every game that he plays in. But, you know, I, I'm sure there is some soft stuff out there, Cam. We just don't know it. I, we, I'd like, like you know it. what I mean? Like, maybe <laughs> maybe snooker is soft. You know, maybe there's a yeah, book that's know. got soft snooker lines, but I don't think so. <laughs> you know, you, know, you think snooker, the British right? sports books are messing up <laughs> snooker lines? I don't. Or darts? Yeah. No way. I bet the darts lines are pretty sharp, too. A lot of people are betting. Like, I've noticed, like, when you go to those European sites, a lot of people bet that stuff, man. It's pretty crazy. Well, it's massive. A bunch of drunks sitting there. Oh, it's just no, it's massive. They, they sell out arenas. These guys are just, I know. They're selling at arenas, just getting wasted. I'm just like, I couldn't believe, like, the, I was talking to some people, like, the ratings for the stuff on TV, too. People like it. I guess at bars, they just like to see people drink alcohol, right? So you're I've, like, told oh, people, another. I've told people this for years, and I know I've bet on everything is um, the sharpest line out there for any sport is handball. And I'm not, I, it's it's insane. I've never seen anything like it. I bet handball like 20 times before I learned my lesson. And if the in-game total is 62 and a half, it's going to land at 62 or 63. Like if a team, if they say 11 and a half and it's a tie game, it'll land at 11 or 12. <laughs> I've never seen anything like it. It's almost like it's not even real. It's like they're it's like they're making it up, and it's like a fake handball so, game because I never see them. How it's do they do it? Digitally. I don't know. How do they do it? They they have a computer basically. It's like math. They yeah. how many how many goals per second per minute will this team score right in the sixty minutes? And I don't know, dude. They're computers. That's why they take bets, Cam. You I mean like that's what I was talking about? Like you know, you think these big sports books and stuff. It's not a guy, it's not a guy sitting there with a fedora and a cigar. Like, they'll get killed if they do that. Like, one guy, a human will make a mistake, Cam, with point spreads. The machines don't. The machines, they, they basically spit out an algorithm like 300,000 times, like overnight. So while well, well, you're having a beer with Fast Talk and Mike, the, uh, the computer is going over the game for, the, like, the Nashville Predator-Ottawa Senator game literally, like, 303,000 times. Yeah, they're playing and, it over and over again, exactly. Yeah, and after yeah. 300,000 times, they figure, all right, it's tested enough. Our score is 3.2 <laughs> to 3.1. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, they're like, okay, it's enough. We, exactly. we, we now, they don't do it, like, 10 times. Hell, you heard Mike Leone go, my algorithms, right? Yeah. yeah, they're all computer guys, Cam. Like there's stuff we don't even understand. Like you know, it's it's past. It's it's you know, oh, us yeah. betting on feeling and instinct and stuff can only go so far. That's why I use the daily roto stuff as much as I can. But I'm not going to fight progress and the computers. You're, yeah, you're, you no, know, you're right. 
you're you're betting against a computer. You need a computer to help you almost to do it. You really do. Because, you know, you might be, oh, you know, I got, the computer was wrong or I beat the computer. Or, look, I beat the sports show. I beat the Daily Rota machine in week one. All right, good for me. You know, over the long haul, who's going to win, me or that machine? <laughs> you know what I mean? Machine. Machine. The machine's going to wear me out. It's like real life. It's like the Terminator. Yeah. He's going to track me down and be- beat me. He's a cyborg. Know? Yeah. Pew, 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 pew. You're only a human, even though you got a little bit of oil. You're even more emotional than me. Working. You got no hope in hell. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, we've learned, you know, you learn lessons over the years, and you're absolutely right. Like, you can't, you can't, you know bad spots, you know you know situations, but you're right, Greg. You can't just do that. Can't be in your total repertoire. You got to diversify your portfolio. You got to, and I, I love when we get the get the extra information. It's good to, to see what's going on, and then you can find, you know, hopefully some uh, lines out there. Like I try, I, we try to find traps. Like like just going over the NFL schedule. Like to me, that Washington Green Bay's like that's just. That's from something that because we, we've bet, been betting for 20, 30 years, I look and go, wow, Green Bay's a team that the public loves to back, and Washington lost against Indianapolis, and they're only getting three at home. I know Vegas doesn't give away money, so my first instinct is to go to the skins in that situation. You, you do a lot of the same, but it's good to have, the obviously, the computer information to back up you know, your, your current thoughts when you're going through the board. Well, um, if you're looking, I know, Cam, you're always looking to make an extra dollar. Yes. Um, if you're looking, I got, uh, I've got a perfect job actually here. It's not bad for me either. It's pretty good money it? too. Like if they, if this was like, um, if this was long-term, I'd be in a Toronto based company is hiring cannabis connoisseurs oh. <laughs> to sample the marijuana as it is now becoming legal. So you, yep. you get to test all their strains, $50 an hour. I know. I said fifty bucks an hour. That's good money. That's good to, to smoke good money. weed all day. <laughs> How's the Marenzi? They'll only all right. So the, it the says here drink. they'll go. They'll go up to a thousand dollars. So you can make a thousand dollars a month off of them. They'll pay up to. So they're not going to you know give you you know fifty dollars an hour, eight hours a day every day to smoke yeah. weed. Exactly. You go. Yes, exactly. You got to go in different times. You just can't go there for sixteen hours straight and just get absolutely annihilated. No, but that's that's good money. A thousand dollars a month. That's fantastic. How do they know your expertise, though? Well, I guess they 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 quiz you. I'd hire bit, you. I like I, yeah, like I, I guess yeah. I, I, you have to take a questionnaire. Like what do you? Have I would to assume to that I would be qualified for this. Oh, I would be qualified I, for I, this. I, I, Let's just say if I was running one of these companies and you came to the door, I'd say, sir, come in here and start smoking. Yeah, here, here, here's your money. Let's start. It's not bad. $1,000 exactly. a month to smoke uh, some some real chronic, too. I, I agree. I, I bet it's really high-quality strains, too. Oh, yeah, no, it's that that's that's a great deal. No, I saw that article, too, and I was thinking, and you sent that to uh, on, on the Twitter there. I was just like, wow, man, that's pretty cool stuff. I thought Scrovy was involved, but uh, I'm not sure if he, he's going to pay. You sound like a uh, you sound like a, like a grandfather or something on the Twitter. Oh, yeah, there. On the Twitter, I, I know I always say that. <laughs> on the Twitter, man, you sound like the guitarist, the Homicide. He's like, uh, do you know how to work that their computer there? Oh, that uh, their computer there. <laughs> Craig Martin says it'll never happen, but all major championship would have a forty-man field, field the top thirty yeah. players in the world, have a qualifier for the final ten spots. Not I'd say a bad 60. idea. I like where he's going. It's a happen. good idea. 60's good. 60's good. 50 from the world ranking. 10, 10. 60's good. All right, we're gonna uh, we're gonna give our best bets and props on the other side. 
talk some more DFS. When you're. Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fantasy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source, 24 hours a day. Game Time Decisions, Ready to Rage Radio. Fantasy Sports Radio Network lineup block live. Our boy Straight Cash, our regular listener. What up, Straight Cash? Shout out to our boy Shano, too. We met Shano last night. Great guy, Shano. Shout out to Shano. Straight Cash asks, what about Dak Prescott? Super low price this week. I don't know. You know what? I think uh, Cam Seattle Seahawks show up uh, this week. Dak is, Dak is a better fantasy quarterback. Corey Parson always brings it up. If you look at uh, Dak Prescott's numbers with Elliott in the lineup and without Elliott in the lineup, he pretty much always puts up like around 20 fantasy points or more when he has that ground game to uh, to help him out uh, a little bit. But I'm not in love with Dak Prescott uh, in this spot. So quickly, speaking of DFS, I play this single-game showdown here tonight. What do they call it? Thursday night showdown. Um yep. Yeah, so I got Tyrod Taylor as the king. I don't know, man. I can't overthink this cam and give myself a headache, all yep. right? Oh, I'll take this guy and that guy. I'm taking Tyrod Taylor as the king. I'm taking Jarvis Landry. I got Carlos Hyde. I got uh, Antonio Callaway. I've got the Browns defense. And I've got Terrell Pryor. So I'm rolling the dice here. I've got Taylor, Landry, close. Hyde, Callaway, Browns, and uh, Terrell Pryor. Know what I got, Gabe? It's a, I, I, the only difference is I got Tyrod Taylor. I made Callaway the king at 9900 9, I have Tyrod Taylor as well. I went with the former uh, for, former Brown, Isaiah Crowell at seventy two hundred bucks. Quincy and Nunwa at ninety eight. Carlos Hyde the same as you, and Browns D. Say so we got a lot of the same stuff there. And that's the thing, right? I wanted a new one here. Six actually, positions. Too. Yeah, I got a new one. He's he's my uh, he's the Jets he that I like at uh, ninety eight hundred bucks. Yeah, he is expensive, expensive, but if you take the Browns' defense and special teams, you can squeeze him in there. So, yeah, Callaway, Taylor, Crowell, Anunua, Hyde, and uh, Browns' D special teams. And now for – That's um, what I got right there. Let me get the uh, the weekend card open up here. I got a millionaire maker lineup for you too, Gabe. Oh, you do, eh? Solid. Yep, I do. No, uh, I tell you, that's what I tell you. You're on the – Well, got you're the not going to be here together. tomorrow, right? That's yeah, the thing, right? So yeah. I've got uh, – I'm going to give you, well, give you my millionaire um, maker team. Yeah. I, I guess you could tweet it out or whatever. Yeah, yeah <laughs> exactly. I'll, I'll be around. I'll be around online between now and Sunday. Trust me. <laughs> yeah, your, your, your online presence and uh, Twitter is a lot uh, more active than mine, so I'm going to get out like my stuff right now. But I don't like Dak Prescott, uh, Street Cash. I'm going to go with uh, Gabe. I'm going to go with Jimmy Garoppolo at $6,500. I love the situation. He's not that yep. expensive. 
you know what, San Francisco against Kansas City, I think he offers a lot of value. So since he's cheaper, I went with Todd Gurley as my running back. I think we can get some points in the L.A. versus L.A. game. So Todd Gurley, you got to pay up for him a premium at $9,200. Now we're going to save some money with Kenyon Drake. Here's the situation. I understand Frank Gore's getting 38 to 40% of the touches, but Drake is more of a touchdown threat. He's the guy who starts things off for Miami. He's very, very cheap at $5,600, so he is my second running back. Now we got to save some money at the receiver position. Another San Francisco 49er. I'm going with Pierre Garçon at $5,300. I think San Francisco can score early and often there, and uh, that is a real cheap price. John Brown is my deep threat for the Baltimore Ravens at $4,800 going up against Denver. I can see him having some catches and a big long ball touchdown there too. Big bomb boom to Brown. Cooper Cup gets a lot of touches and a lot of targets at $4,900. The tight end position, I think Jordan Reed is going to have a huge game against the Green Bay Packers at $5,400. With the flex, I wanted to get another uh, niner in there. I like Pettis, the receiver from Boise State, but Matt Braid has been great. He's been a real stud running back for these guys. He's $5,400. And with money left on the table, Morency, I went with the Ravens defense and special teams at home against Denver. So Garoppolo, Gurley, Drake, Garcon, Johnny Brown, Cooper Cup, Jordan Reed, Matt Breda, and the Ravens defense special teams. That's the lineup I put together. Impressive. I like I like your uh, Garoppolo pick. I'm looking at Garoppolo as well. I'm thinking I might put Kittle in here. Uh, running back is interesting this week. I'm looking for some value here at the running back uh, position. And you know, Tevin Coleman was cheap last week. We had him uh, last week. And, you know, he was pretty good, but he's kind of pricey uh, right now. Yeah. Um, Michael Leone brought up, uh, talked about um, talked about Giovanni Bernard. I'm not in love Bernard, with Bernard yeah. in this spot against Carolina, but he is going to get a lot of touches. He's in a, he's in a nice spot uh, there. You know, like I said, man, the running back, I've spent so much money. I've already put in Thomas and Jones here. I might be a little bit greedy uh, with the wide receiver uh, position. We'll have to find some money at the back end here, defense and special teams. Let's see. I think uh, Saquon Saquon Barkley um, at $7,600 is going to be good this week uh, against Houston. I know. I'm not sure we disagree on that game. I think he's going to get major, major touches. We saw with uh, Eli Manning, Marenzi, and he's going to have to give the ball a lot of quick hitches to him. It's going to be the Barkley show. If the Giants have any any chance to beat Houston, I think uh, he's going to be the main cog there. Yeah, their old line sucks so much, cheaper than Camara. Yeah. Their old line sucks too much. Yeah, I, I don't really think it matters. And I'm a big Barkley fan, and you can tell the kid he's got skill, but their offensive line is just so bad. Eli Manning's not scaring anybody. I don't want to blame Eli Manning for everything because it's not completely his fault. Their offensive line is terrible, but with all the skill position players that they have, it's a, it's it's pretty much an embarrassment that the Giants offense is as bad as it is. It it just is. Like it's it's unacceptable. You've got Engram, you've got Shepard, you've got Odell Beckham, you've got Barkley. They've got their offensive line has to play better, but I'm not so sure Eli can even get in the damn football, to be honest. Yeah. No, he's he definitely when you when you talk about slow, methodical, you know, just every time we watch that game, Gabe, he steps back, boom. It's it's like yeah, he goes into the turtle position. He has no 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 chance of escapability against any type of pass rush. It's bad. Like the NFL's changed a lot. And I understand you could be a you know you don't have to be the fastest guy in the world though, but you got to be able to escape a bit. But he is so damn slow, he can't get out of any situation. It's it's tough. A player that uh, surprises me is Price, pretty much on a weekly basis. 
um, is Cooper Cup. He's Cooper Cup I coming Cooper into this Cup. football game. He's got uh, he's been targeted 15 times in two games. He's got 11 receptions in two games. Um, you know, he's got a touchdown this year, only 12.3 points. And the thing is with Cooper Cup as well, he's putting up decent numbers. He's putting up you know, more than adequate fantasy numbers for, for an affordable price. But the thing with Cooper Cup is, yeah, the thing with Cooper Cup is, the two games that he's played in have essentially been blowouts. Now, the Raider game was close going into the fourth quarter. I shouldn't call it a blowout, but it ended up 33-13. And look, in that game, when it was closer, he was targeted nine times. Last week, he was targeted six times. He caught all six balls in a 34 nothing yeah. game. So, like, guys, if if the Rams and the Chargers, if the Chargers can actually show up and give the Rams a game and trade some points with them, Cooper Cup's going to light it up. I mean, Jared Goff obviously likes him, and he's going to throw him the football. So, if he's getting the ball on an average of seven 7.5 targets per game, in games in which they're winning by multiple points and they're running the ball and not even trying to score, then what's going to happen when he's in a game that's going to be a track meet shootout? And we'll see if the Chargers are able to do that. But I do like the Cooper Cup play there a lot, Ken. Very, very cheap. He is. Gabe, it's not not just those targets. Take a look. It's red zone targets. He's got six red zone targets, too. So he's not just the guy. Like, that's where Goff, he looks for him in the red zone there. And Cup's great. Like, he gets his hands on the ball. He's usually going to catch it, and you get value for the price. 17.8 points, 12.3, bucks. Sign me up, Marenzi. I think it's a good play, uh, Cooper Cup. I I actually love it this week. I can't believe he's 4,900 bucks. I hate spending money on defense. I really do. The Bills defense is the cheapest at 2000. Redskins are 2000, 49ers 2100, Colts 2100, Cowboys 2200. It's not bad actually. You can live with the Cowboys, but Yeah, that Falcons, one you could live with the other ones. None of them jump off the page at me. I don't like doing it, but the Vikings $4300, right? Everyone's going to own that defense. I never spend that much money on defense. I usually bite the bullet and hope for the best. And say, you know what? I think this defense can show up and terrorize this quarterback. And sometimes you get lucky doing it. You know, like the you know Seattle. You. Even if Seattle wins that game, they're not going to score that many points. And Russell Wilson does get sacked. Cowboys defense at twenty two hundred dollars isn't a crazy fantasy play. No, it's actually a good fantasy play. I, I had three defenses circled: Gabe Cowboys. Seahawks, and I went with uh, the Ravens. I went with the Ravens because of Denver being on the road, and they're only $2,800. So why pay up for that defense? I think, I, I you know, they had 17 uh, defensive points and from fantasy purposes uh, against Buffalo, so sign me up with the Ravens. I think they got uh, yeah. potential there, and I, I, I agree with you. with it. You could take either the Cowboys or Seahawks because I don't think there's going to be uh, a lot of points in that game. Points will be at a premium. That's a good play, and you can save some money there. Yeah, Seahawk defense as well. Twenty. I like your Ravens pick at twenty eight hundred bucks. It's not bad. It's affordable too. Seth, you were affordable. talking. You were talking about the Giants and this Texans pick looks pretty good to me too. On de- now, I, I don't think I've spent this much long talking about defensive special teams ever before <laughs> <laughs> on the show. I know, but uh, <laughs> it's important though, and yeah, it is very it up, important. So. People, it's very. It's, important. A, it's a position. So yeah, you know what? I'm going to take the Houston Texans. I'm going to say that Eli Manning continues to suck. Isn't it shocking that the Texans over the first couple of weeks, too, when you look at fantasy points for defense special teams, five. So it's kind of shocking how low it is for them, but they are in a good matchup. The Giants 
on the road there. And twenty eight hundred dollars is a good price. And you know they they have the the ability to knock knock Eli around. Yeah, I, I I'd put that as a good defense as well. I've got a good team right now. I'm going to finish this up before we're done, but. I don't have a lot of money left. I have I filled it in a weird way. I have my running back positions open uh, right now. I've got Jimmy Garoppolo. I've got Michael Thomas. Yep. I've got Julio Jones. I've got Sammy Watkins. Wow. I've got, got Kittle and Bits. I've got Cooper Cup and yep. the Texans. I need some value at the running back here. But uh, why don't you give us your plays of the night here for tonight? Yeah, well, my plays of the night, Marenzi, tonight, I'm taking uh, the teaser. I'm going to take the New York football Jets at plus 10, under 48. I almost want to do both teasers. You know, that's kind of a little bit. That's one of, one of those situations. I think Cleveland could win the game by three or four points, but having the Jets to plus 10, I think is very, very strong tonight. So I'm going to take the, the New York Jets plus 10 and the under 48. Now that that line has gone from 41, we get seven points there to 48 and taking the under. That's going to be the play tonight. I'm not really confident in taking the Jets at plus three. I'd rather have uh, the extra cushion there of the seven points. Other than that, Marenzi, I don't know what you're going to do with the long field goal or any of those type props. In this type of game, I, not, nothing's really jumping out. I, li- I, like the, I like the football game, and I like the Jets and the under. That's that's what I like in the game. I'm not going to reach. Even though the long foot, uh, field goal prop has been great, like Seabass last week for Seattle right at the end of the half, nutted a 56-yarder. They've been very, very good and very, very profitable for you, so I probably think that's going to be on your card there. Is there any props that you like? Maybe maybe sacks tonight, but the, but Tyrod Taylor's a pretty mobile quarterback. Mm. Yeah, but their offensive line is caught your eye. Tyrod Taylor got sacked seven times in week one, Cam. Wow, that's a, that's a lot. And what's the sacks? To, 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 that it's only four and a half. That's only low. four and a half. So, yeah, I think I think it's worth a look. You I know, like I'm going to prompt. So I'm going to look at uh, the Browns. I'm gonna, I think the Browns are going to win a game at minus three points. I like the long field goal prop at over 45 and a half. The total sacks is, uh, is four and a half. Uh, Jarvis Landry receptions, five and a half. You know, there's been a question mark next to his name all week. But, um, you know, Landry's going to play. And if you look at Landry, he had seven catches in the first game. He had five catches last week, which is a little light for him, actually. Uh, no Josh Gordon in the fold. Let, you know, let, t- Taylor's going to target him. T- Taylor's going to target him like, you know, 13, 14 times here, I think, this evening. It's just the, uh, what's the pace of the game going to be like? And I'm having a hard time doing it. Like Drew Dickmeyer brought up to everyone, guys, well, you know, on Monday, he said, when you're playing these single-game showdowns, and, you know, in all these games as a whole, to be honest, but when you're playing the single-game showdowns, you know, you have to sort of go over the game script. You know, how do you see this game yeah. playing out? You know, that's that's what it comes How do you see the game playing out? And it's tough tonight for me to predict how this game's going to play out, Cam. My gut tells me that it's like a 2014 game, or the Browns win by three. Yeah. I just don't want to lay the 170 on a money line right now. It's up to minus 170, but I, if I had to bet the total, I would have to say, yeah, this is it's going to go under. Like, it's hard to bet the over here. With the steam to the over, Marenzi, so we get a total at 39 to 41, and that's kind of why I'm teasing it because I actually see the teaser is, like, very good tonight. I know a lot of the times, and you especially talk about college teasers being betting suicide, but – Come on, man. Getting the Jets at plus 10 and under 48, I think we're getting good sides of the number there. Even I can't see I can't see these teams putting up the that type of points. Like I, I, I still see, yeah, I'm with you. I see like a 20 to 17 type of game, you know, 17, 16. It very, very, very tight game, a game within three points. So I'm gonna take the dog and make them a, a, a three-point dog to 10, 48, and I really like that. I think it's a good cushion for the Jets and, and the under there. 
Um, Keenan Allen uh, could be an interesting play this week. You know, one yeah, thing about this is, awesome. you know, the Rams, there should be points in this game, right? Mm-hmm. That's the thing. There's got to be points in this game. The Falcon game, you know, I'm, I'm, it's just too expensive for me to do Michael Thomas and you can't. Julio exactly. Jones. You got to get rid of one guy. It's too much for both. I don't want to take, I don't want A.J. Green there. I'm going to tell you about the receiver, Gabe. Brandon Cooks. What about Pettis? What about Pettis for um, San Francisco? He's really I was on Pettis last week. Yeah, it's like 4,300 bucks against He was only targeted two times. Yeah, he only got to, yeah, yeah, that's the problem. He only had two catches. The first game was good, though, against Minnesota. He had 61 yards. Yeah, it's not not enough. He's he's cheap, but mm, he had 14.1 points against Minnesota and only four and a half last week. So as we stated, yeah, we're going to go with the Cleveland Browns minus the three points, long field goal over forty-five and a half yards total sacks, over four and a half in Jarvis Landry, over five and a half receptions. The problem is the prop bets are just too freaking sharp. Dear God, they look at the baseball score right they're, now. They're twenty-one two. Sharp. Twenty-one two. <laughs> the Athletics are up. Twenty-one two. Really? <laughs> yeah, and the Angels. Wow. Like the passing yard props, two hundred thirty-seven and a half, two hundred twenty-two and a half. Eh. Like there's nothing you know, they they're real accurate here. The Sox feels a little light. Cleveland have a good defense, Cam. They're gonna get this. They, I like the Sox. Darnold, Darnold will take a sack or two. And the thing with Tyrod Taylor is he's mobile, but he runs into sacks often. It's like he's mobile and it helps, but it also hurts him. Because he'll extend plays and then he'll get crushed from behind and he won't Absolutely see it coming. True. Or yeah. he's impatient in the pocket and he'll sort of run into a sack. It's weird. Like his strength is his weakness. It's like everyone in life, right? Our greatest strength are our greatest weaknesses. And Tyrod Taylor is actually like that, where it's unique, where he's mobile. And it's funny, the Bills old linemen used to get mad at him too because they're like, dude, yeah. run that way. Don't run into the trouble. <laughs> like, exactly. Yeah. He likes running like into trouble. Like, Cutler used to get sacked all the time, and, and the Bears' offensive linemen were like, it's the QB's fault. Like, he walks into these sacks. He's supposed to walk backwards. All right, Scout Radio coming up next. We won't be with you tomorrow, unfortunately, but uh, we'll see you on Monday, guys, and I'll be online at Sports Rage. Other than that, care, buddy. you're on your own. See you, Cam. May the winners be yours. Keep shredding. And yours, Gabe.